0: Welcome to the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Thank you for joining us as we empower military spouses of all branches and all components to conquer adversity, foster confidence, and thrive in this military life. Now, here are your podcast hosts, your Mission Mill Spouse command team.
1: Welcome, Mission Mill Spouse podcast listeners. I'm Juliana Hauska, your executive director here at Mission Mill Spouse. I'm excited to bring you today's full episode of Full of Information to Empower and Enlighten You. Our guests for this week are the PCS Homegirls, Tracy Green and Annie Papoon. Annie and Tracy are two military spouses who, after years of friendship, decided to start an online community in order to help educate and support military families in the home buying and home selling process. As military spouses themselves with over 14 PCS moves between them, as well as eight home sales and purchases across 10 States, they understand the difficulties that can arise for military families when trying to navigate the home buying and selling experience. They're both licensed and professional real estate agents in their current duty station States. Welcome to the mission mill spouse podcast. Thanks for having us. All right. Just to kind of get us started. Um, I wanted to give both Annie and Tracy a chance to introduce themselves. So Annie, if you wouldn't mind, if you want to give us just a quick intro, and then we'll move on to Tracy. Hi, everybody. I'm Annie, and right now we're stationed at
2: Fort Stewart in right outside of Savannah, Georgia. Um, My husband is active duty Army, and he is nearing retirement. I am located in Richmond Hill and a real estate agent and a military spouse. I'm also a mom of four little
1: girls. Awesome, four girls, that's a lot. You have your hands full. Thank you for sharing.
3: (laughs) Tracy, can you give us a quick intro? Hi, I'm Tracy. I am currently stationed at Fort Liberty in North Carolina, previously known as Fort Bragg. Um, It's really hard to not call it Fort Bragg, but Fort Liberty, North Carolina. Um, My husband is also active duty. He has been in for 14 years and we have two girls, ages 6 and 12. We actually, um, Annie and I connected when our oldest girls, her oldest who is also 12 and my oldest when they were in preschool together in Colorado Springs. So that was many years ago um, but we've stayed stayed connected since then.
1: Oh I love it, that's amazing. Well thank you both for being here and We'll dive right into the good stuff. So first, my first question I'd like to ask is, can you give me a little bit more about the PCS Homegirls? Tell me what you do and what services you offer. Um, it, Tracy and I, like she
2: just mentioned, our friends, military spouses, um, we're both licensed real estate agents. And what we do is we provide um, a community for our followers to learn a little bit about home buying, home selling, the rental market, Um, And we also connect people with military affiliated agents across the nation, no matter where you PCS. Just from experience, we found that it's really important to have a really good real estate agent, somebody who's knowledgeable, knows what they're doing. Um, And the agents that we recommend to people are people that we know, people that we trust and people that we know can do a good job.
1: So tell me, what made you start your community and what is your why for the PCS Homegirls?
3: So over the years of home buying and selling, Annie and I both kind of experienced some not so great um, real estate experiences with certain agents. Um, some some were great, some were not so great. And so we wanted to be able to provide, um, you know, just some more like, educating and helping people to know what to look for in an agent, but also then helping to to connect them with agents um, that are also military affiliated and can understand the PCS process. Um, We also found that a lot of times, you know, in Facebook groups, um, people ask in like a local group. And within like minutes, there's 50 or 100 responses. And a lot of people that are um, are commenting there, like are recommending people who they've not actually personally used. Um, so we've just found that it is more beneficial to our, sorry, I don't know what to say here. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: no, you're good. You're good. You can start over whenever you're ready.
3: Okay, so over the years, Annie and I have both bought and sold houses at multiple duty stations and we both have experienced some not so great experiences. Um, And so we wanted to be able to educate military families and also be able to connect them with people um, that we know will take great care of them um, and also help them to feel more comfortable in the home buying and home selling process. Um, And then one of the things that we mentioned, or that we also, um, one of the other reasons that we started is because in so many situations we see in these big local Facebook groups at every duty station where someone will comment like asking or post asking for an agent recommendation. And within minutes, they have like 50 to 100 responses. And not only is it overwhelming for them, but also a lot of times those people that are commenting are recommending people that they don't really even know or haven't they haven't personally used. Um, so we just wanted to create a community where we can, again, help educate these military families, but also connect them with trusted agents who are military-affiliated and so they understand the PCS process.
2: We also kind of, um, just to add on to that, for our Facebook community, we also like to provide resources to people who aren't necessarily buying and selling because we do recognize that not everyone wants to be a homeowner. Um, So on our blog, we have a Living Like a Local series where we try and do an interview with somebody at um, different uh, military installations Um, and kind of like give people recommendations on where do you do daycare? Where do people like to go on the weekends? Like good restaurant spots, kind of just like an insight into their duty station. And then in addition, people are free to ask questions about duty stations, um, we do a lot of like we do a lot of posts about sharing like rentals or homes for sale, so it's not just necessarily like buying a house or selling a house it's also just a sense of like a positive military community on top of that
1: it's fantastic I mean my husband and i we've moved a few times and we we are uh, fortunate enough that we tend we stick in Colorado we stay local because he's National Guard so it's a little bit different but we've had some mm-hmm. tricky situations with real estate agents and we've had some that we've absolutely loved and we've had a couple that uh, it was just a little bit you know difficult and we we had no idea what to expect and what to look for when trying to find a real estate agent. So can you tell me what are your top five tips for trying to hire or find the right real estate real estate agent? Um, Tracy and I always joke that um, when people go
2: to spouses pages or whatever, and ask for agents, that's that could be a good place to start. But like you need to, if you don't have someone vetting the agent for you, you need to really like know what to ask, um, to kind of get an understanding of this person and how they operate, because essentially you're not asking for recommendation to get your haircut. You are essentially making a six figure purchase. Um, and you really don't want to mess that up and you don't want to go to the wrong person. Um, so I guess our five tips, um, the first one is that we really value responsiveness. So not just responsiveness to the client, but that agent needs to respond to other agents in the market. They need to be able to set up appointments in a timely manner because a lot of contracts have an end date. And if you don't meet certain timelines, then you could be out of a home. So responsiveness is a big one, Um Honesty and transparency is also very big. Sometimes it's difficult to figure this out. um, But once you've developed a relationship with somebody, it's a little bit more clear. Not every house is going to meet your needs. Um, Not every house that I walked into is beautiful. And if you have an agent that is like, oh, this is going to be perfect for you. And it's not going to be perfect for you. They're just trying to be positive and say good things about that house just to get you to buy you don't want that in an agent. You want someone who's walking into the house telling you how it smells, telling you how big the, the bedroom sizes are, telling you how close you are to the lot next. Are they promising you the moon or are they like setting you up with realistic expectations and what they can do for you on how the market is? Because you don't want somebody who's just going to promise you everything, especially if you're buying a site unseen, because when you get there, it's going to be like <laughs> The third one we'd say would be willingness to explain anything and everything that you ask. One of the biggest things for me was when I was buying before, I didn't really know the process, but we got through the process. Um, I didn't necessarily understand each step, which in turn made me feel... Like I was taken somehow, you know, like if I had known that I would have asked this question or we could have done this or we may have done this differently. You need an agent who will explain the process and answer your questions no matter how many times you ask them, because you need to feel comfortable in what you're doing in order to move forward. Yeah, I mean, nobody really wants to feel like they're just blindly following. Um, And like we've always found that like knowledge is power and it really makes you feel um, more secure in what you're doing. Um, another, another characteristic would be you're looking for somebody who has a strong work ethic. That's pretty self-explanatory, but you want someone who is essentially a go-getter. Are they motivated to find you a house? Are they going to sit there and wait for it to pop up on the MLS or are they going to give you options? Are they going to be like, well, what you're looking for is, you know, a unicorn, but like, let's see, can I work some off-market deals? Can I like go door knocking? Um, Can you be very proactive about um, finding you a home instead of just waiting for it to appear? I think some of these kind of like go hand in hand because with that, um, our last tip would be you need an agent who is knowledgeable. They don't have to have 20 years experience because um, everyone is new at some point but they need to have a knowledge base, meaning like they understand the local market. They have relationships with other people in the market, home inspectors, like they know how to get things done um, and they're able to provide recommendations. If they don't necessarily know the answer to to your question, they're able to seek out the answer. They might have a team of people at their brokerage that support them and help them along the way. Because I know, I know recently, like a lot of people, it's kind of a joke in real estate that everybody just goes out and gets the real estate license (laughs) because because it's been insane. Like the market has been really crazy. New people are not bad as long as they know what to do and they know their limitations and they know when to ask for help. I think, I don't know if you'd agree, Tracy, but sometimes newer agents are um, your better bet because they're eager, they're hungry, they want to help people and they're excited about it.
1: I really like that you brought up that it's a real estate agent has the quality of asking for help and asking questions when they're newer, because I feel like that helps hand in hand with uh, first time home buyers who like, I remember the first time we bought a house, it was like, I didn't even know anything about anything. I just kind of was like, okay, sounds great. And I was like, we're going to buy a house. And then we learned a lot of things about HOAs and, uh, metro district taxes and, and just different things that we had no idea about. Um, and it took us a couple of times with, um, moving and finding different agents to be like, Hey, sit down and and clarify, what does this HOA rule mean? What does, what does this mean? And it's definitely nice to have somebody who, if they don't know the answer, they're not, you know, going to tell you anything false. They'll be like, Hey, I don't know, but let me find out. Right. Um, So you feel confident in them. And I think that that's fantastic. And that's the thing. Like we also kind of,
2: we, we generally 99% of the time we are referring to military affiliated agents. So not just people who support the military, but also people who um, have lived the life uh, as a military spouse. We've learned that everything is different depending on the state that you're in. So even if you have a very experienced agent um, in Georgia, they move to California they also need to use their skill set to ask for help because things in Georgia are not the same across (laughs) the country. So um, they need to rely on others and know who to ask for for help when needed.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) What are some things that home buyers and sellers should be doing right now to help prepare themselves if they're PCSing this season?
3: So we pretty much say that there's never it's never too early to prepare So even though a lot of people at this point aren't PCSing for probably another four to six months, possibly later, um, it's never too early to connect with an agent um, who can also then connect you with a local lender. Connecting with an agent early on can help you to know and understand what the market is doing in that specific duty station. Um, but a couple other things that people can be doing, um, for example, if you're listing a home, um, start now, like start decluttering, start going through each room, um, you know, going through things that you want to donate. Or if you have a lot of things, um, then get a storage unit and put as much as you can in there um, to prepare your house for listing your home. Also, if you are selling your home and if we connect you with a um, local agent. As far as buying at a future duty station, an an agent can set you up on a MLS search, which is much more accurate than just like Zillow or those big websites. Um, Another thing that we think is really important and it's never too early to start is to really sit down and review your budget Um, And really know what your expenses are just to help you prepare for a realistic search. Um, We really don't want people to, you know, fall in love with a house that's over $500,000 when really they can only afford a $350,000 house, for example. Um, So, again, that's why it's important to also connect with a local lender um, who can help you with those numbers. The other thing, too, that's just kind of like side note here is that same with like rentals. So even if you are not 100 percent sure if you want to buy a year future duty station, you can still talk to agents about the rental market. Um A lot of times, you know, we have been seeing it is harder to find rentals. Um, also, you're probably going to pay a little bit more per month for rentals because there are so few of them. Um, but just talking like you are not committed to anything just by having a conversation with a realtor. So that's just something to keep in mind too. Um, and also it, it depends on the market, but in most cases right now, we're seeing where the local BAH has not cut, caught up to local market prices. So, you do want to make sure that you prepare your expenses to maybe spend a little bit more than your BAH, um, but also because your BAH is not intended to cover 100% of your housing expenses. Um, So really just get a better idea of your budget, your expenses, um, and then kind of also look at your timeline. Um, Again, this can a Agent can help you do this as well, but kind of just have a timeline of like, okay, if you're listing your home, okay, this is when we would like to list by, this is when we'd like to have make sure the house is under contract by, this is like when we would like to be under contract on a new home, and also with that is talking with a lender because you can also th- they can also help you to understand, okay, can I go ahead and purchase at a future duty duty station and close on that house before I sell my house? Or do I have to sell my current house to buy at the next duty duty station? And just to make sure that timeline is right. So, again, it's never too soon. Um, the other thing, too, is if you are at all interested in new construction, that's another reason that it's n- never too soon to just start looking and connecting. Um, because there are some great builder incentives that sometimes it does make sense to go that route. So um, so yeah there, it's never too early and there's definitely a lot that can be done um, several months out even up to a year out.
1: I really appreciate you giving the suggestion of like you can talk to a real estate agent or talk to a lender but you're not obligated to anything. I would almost like, It's nice to know that you can almost like kind of interview your real estate agent or kind of interview your um, lender. Because again, that's something that I could relate to on my side of we, you know, the first real estate agent we found was a friend of a friend that we were like, okay, this works because it's a friend of a friend and we want to support them. But had we known, it would have been nice to explore options and ask questions and kind of give a little bit, get a feel of them as a person before we chose to work with them or committed to working with them. So I think that's
2: awesome. I think a lot of people also, once again, it kind of goes back to like the knowledge and understanding. They don't realize that like, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea, right? The way that I work might not like, Tracy might not really like to work with me. And that's okay. But starting early gives you the ability to say, hey, Annie, you know, it's not working. Like, I'd really like to talk to someone else. And you know what, like, Maybe I'd be a little sad, but I'd be like, okay, Tracy, that's fine. Like, I'd really like you to have a positive experience. And if we're not meshing well together, then like, why are we going to continue moving forward? Like, so she would have the ability to go and interview another agent without feeling stressed or like feeling like she's in a pickle. Like, oh boy, I have to go with her because, you know, we're moving in one month and we need this contract to go through and I have no other options. Like, keep your options open, And establish the rapport with your agent and make sure that you're comfortable in that relationship in order to move forward to PCS in peace, you know, um, rather than be stressed out about it and feel like you can't, that you have no more options.
1: Absolutely. I love that. Thank you for sharing more about the PCS Homegirls and helping out all male spouses navigate the P- all PCS things. This is such an important part of military life that every family needs to know how to navigate. It sure feels like we are always learning about something. Listeners, to connect with the PCS Homegirls online via Instagram, you can follow them at the PCS Homegirls or their main website, the PCShomegirls.com. Stay tuned for more after this quick commercial break.
0: Here at Mission Mill Spouse, military spouses are the priority. With nearly 3,000 blog posts and over 1,000 podcast episodes in our archives, we have the resources and support to empower your military spouse journey, no matter your stage, season, or duty station. To support our mission and other military spouses like you, follow us across all social media platforms at Mission Millspouse, subscribe to our newsletter, The Sit Rep, or consider making a tax-deductible donation. We are also all volunteer-powered, so you're invited to join our band of bloggers or our command team. Email hello at missionmillspouse.org for more information. Remember, we've been there. You aren't alone. We've got your six.
1: Welcome back, listeners. We're continuing our conversation with the PCS homegirls, Tracy and Annie. Let's jump back into the conversation. So right now, the market seems a little bit crazy. It seems really crazy, actually. What are you seeing in your local markets? What are you seeing around the country? Is it a good time to buy? Is it a good time to sell? What are you seeing? What's trending right now?
2: Um, I'd say locally here, um, right outside of Savannah in Georgia, um, Fort Stewart, Hunter, Army Airfield, area um the market is starting to pick up right now it's not as quick like people need to understand that this is not a year or two years ago this is not COVID times as far as um you don't list your house and have multiple offers and a bidding war um, anytime that you list and you can list at any price that you want there are buyers out there not as many um the interest rates have dropped a bit so more people are active Um, I'd say if you listed your home here on average, you'd need a couple weeks to get it under contract. And then, um, depending on the buyer, you'd probably close in 30 to 45 days is now a good time to buy or sell that is going to be dependent on the person. Um, there's so many factors that go into that. It's kind of like a question that everyone asks, but there's no real answer, I guess I would say if you like, especially for military families, like if you are PCSing and you do not want to be a landlord, now is a good time to sell. (laughs) Um, Because what else are you going to do? Um, If you want to hold on to the property as a rental, that's going to be a personal decision. And it's also going to depend on when you purchase the home. If you have a super low interest rate, people are trying to hold on to those. if you can hack it, if you can't, then you need to sell. I, I'm telling my buyers here that we should wait until, I'm sorry, my sellers here, that we should wait until a little bit closer to PCS season to list. But I will say that there are a lot of proactive buyers out there that are looking now to get into contracts um, and then not close until closer to PCS season. So there are buyers out there There are sellers that are really getting ready to list in the spring. Um, Typically, like the winter months are a little bit slower anyway. Um, It's more fun to look at houses in the spring just because the weather Mm -hmm. and people are getting ready for summer um, and to move around. It's never like the perfect time to buy or sell. I mean, I think you need to do it on your timeline and you need to do what's best for your family. Um, I also think you said, what are we seeing across the country? Um, I the market has slowed down compared to, like I said before, 2020, 2021. Um, and some sellers are getting a little bit nervous about that, but then you kind of have to go back to basics. You need to be thinking, are we priced right? Is my house showable? Like, are people coming in here and like deterred by the color paint that we have? You kind of have to really like look inward, and sellers might have to work a little bit harder and they might have to um offer some concessions they might have to contribute towards closing costs but that's pretty realistic um i'm not sure about you tracy are you guys you're seeing more people more sellers contributing to closing costs and making repairs and stuff like that
3: uh we were but things have definitely changed here um even in the last week or two and it's funny because i know you and i didn't really talk um in depth about this this morning as we prepared (laughs) um but we have seen a big shift already here just in the last week or two in the Fort Liberty area. Um, I primarily work in Moore County, but I also, um, sell in the Fayetteville area and Rayford, Spring Lake, uh, Cameron, Sanford. Um, but especially in Moore County, we are seeing things picking up. Um, it is obvious to me that people are starting to get orders or starting to have a really good idea of where they're going. Um, so we are seeing a lot more buyers right now. Um, you know, those people that are wanting to get started on their search early, which is great. Um, we do still have kind of like a lower inventory, but because of that, we have been seeing multiple offers on things, um, which is crazy (laughs) because it's not even February yet. So, um, That being said, you know, that is another reason why it's never too early to get started talking with an agent to kind of have an idea of what's going on. Um, But yeah, it is. And it's ever changing, too. Um, You know, it changes on a daily basis or weekly basis and every market is so different. So, um, yeah, we're definitely picking up here, though.
1: I, I definitely think there's something to say about like what happened during COVID and and the housing market of houses going under contract in like five minutes or five seconds after being listed. Yes. And now I think we're all just like, oh no, like is this house going to go away really quick? And and it's interesting because we, uh, my husband and I, had actually sold a house during COVID, and uh, it was 24 hours that we were under contract and then uh we moved again and we sold a, our house and it was 3 weeks and we were freaking out because we were like this is not what happened last time and our agent was like no this is a different market different season like don't you know don't compare it because they're not the same um and i also like that you said that for military spouses and military families, there is no right or wrong time or good or bad time to buy or sell because unfortunately, most of us don't have a choice. It's, you know, you're in a situation where you you have to go somewhere. So you have to figure it out. So I appreciate you saying that because it's not a bad thing to buy or sell. It's kind of where you're at in life and what you have to do. Currently with interest rates being high, so high, do you have any um, anticipation of them coming down? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And then what's the best way to find a lender that you feel comfortable working with?
3: So we definitely have, I've been researching this a ton and reading a lot of different um, forecasting as far as what are going, what's going to happen with rates. Um, we definitely are starting to see them going down and I think we will continue Continue to see them trending down um, as the year g- goes on. Uh, as far as connecting with a lender, um, that is something that we do recommend. Once you connect with a local agent, they can connect you with a local lender that is familiar and knowledgeable with a VA loan. Um, I think a lot of people sometimes think that you know they have to use a bigger national lender with VA in their name um, to be able to use a VA loan, but if that is not the case. Um, you can use those, but a lot of times the local lenders are, you know, very easy to communicate with, you know, you can call them directly um, and have that conversation rather than, you know, having to call somewhere and waiting on hold or every time calling and talking to somebody different. And for that same reason, when we do get into the season of even more multiple offers, there are cases in which, you know, a buyer or a seller might have multiple offers. And if one of the, if one offer is someone using a local lender, w- which the agent knows will be a smooth process to the closing table, and the other person, other buyer is using a big national lender who we've seen hiccups with, then that can affect which offer gets accepted. So that's another reason that, you know, it is important to use someone local when you can. And yes, you can get multiple um, recommendations from those from the agent, um, but that's just something to keep in mind. It's you don't have to use a huge national lender. That's
1: very good to know. That's awesome. And I know a lot of times, too, especially kind of, um, I think Annie had mentioned with new construction that there's a lot of there can be incentives with lenders that works with builders um, that help with closing costs and stuff like that, which is also kind of a nice advantage, too. Um, yes. So... What is your best advice? and i'll I'll give you both a chance to answer this question, But your best advice to our listeners regarding how they can live their best life in the military military realm uh, it doesn't have to be PCS related. It can be whatever you feel is uh, what they can benefit from and what can help their lives be a little bit easier. Um, I think, let's see, I guess, um living your best life. I'd
2: say like try every duty station that you're at. You're not going to love like that's very clear, like fun story. We were at Fort Irwin, like everyone, I think, goes to Fort Irwin kicking and screaming. Um, But then here we are years later and Fort Irwin was one of my favorite duty stations. I mean, the travel opportunities were pretty amazing. Um, the friendships, like we everyone lived on post because we're in the middle of the desert. Um, the friendships that we formed were were really great. I mean, like you could you really like depended on your community, like they were family. Um, and it was fun. It was just fun seeing people everywhere that you went, that you knew. Um, and it was just very close knit. So I think like the best way to really um live your best life is to find something that you can lean into or lean on. Um to find the good in any type of situation. Um, I'm I think Tracy and I have talked about this a lot of times that like it's so easy just to be like, find the good, you know, just be so positive, um, especially when people are like dealing with like mental health issues or they're just at a really hard time in their lives. But there's always one way or there's always some way of um attempting to go at it with a positive attitude. Um, and just know that. A lot of our a lot of our time in the military is so very temporary, and that you don't want to wish your time away just because you're not in the best place um for you or your family. So I think it's to kind of just find the good wherever you are. I love that. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, I have actually two things that I came to mind, <laughs> um, but I'll try to be brief with them. So the first one, as far as just like, military life in general and living your best life, I think that it is so important to not close yourself off. So I noticed that early on in my husband's military career, when I knew that we were only going to be at a duty station for like one or two years, I noticed that I wouldn't like try to make friends (laughs) because I was so worried about like, oh, well, why make a friend if we're going to have to leave? Um, But I'd say about halfway through his career is when I really started like being intentional about friendships and being more open to doing things. And I just think that that's so important because a lot of times, again, like if you know you're only going to be somewhere for, you know, like we were in Arizona for seven months and Rhode Island for 11 months and, but still like being intentional about getting out and meeting people who are all going through similar things. I'm actually experiencing the, um, is preparing for an Oconus move. They're heading to Italy in six months. And wow. we just had this, we just had this conversation of like, hey, like let's not mentally check out yet. Like we need to be, you know, hanging out, spending time together, making the best of these six months instead of being like, oh, well, she's leaving, so I'm not gonna work on this friendship. Um, so that's just something that I wanted to add. And then one thing that I do want to mention as far as like um the real estate. <laughs> side of it and living your best life that I didn't mention before, um, when I was talking about kind of like managing expectations and what you can be doing now to prepare for buying or selling, um, is that, you know, make having a list of, you know, must haves or thing that you, things that you want in a house, like that is important to kind of like rank things in order of importance to you. Um, but especially like you said, we don't really have a choice sometimes. like we have to move. We have to have a place to live. So just know that you're not always going, you're not going to find a place that checks every single box. You know, it might be um, a house that you wanted the master bedroom downstairs, but it's upstairs or, you know, things like that. Like, yes, it's good to have preferences, but again, rank them in order of importance. And then know that like, you're most likely not going to find the perfect house that's going to check every single box. So just being realistic about that.
1: Absolutely. I, I, my husband and I did that when we just moved this last time, we made a list and we said, these are the top three things that we absolutely have to have. Um, And then here's like the other five things that like, it'd be super cool if we had them, but if we don't, it's going to be okay and we'll survive. Right. And it was very helpful for us to find something that we loved because it had those top three things and then everything else was like, eh, well, we'll be all right. And. Um, yeah. and I also appreciate Annie, you mentioning like having a positive attitude about different duty stations. I often the, uh, male spouses that I connect with, uh, at Fort Carson, I've heard various things about Fort Carson being not a great place. And I'm always like, I wonder why, cause being a Colorado native, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. And so I appreciate you saying, try to find the positive things because I feel like when you go on a lot of Facebook groups it can be a lot of negative and people kind of give you the bad side and then you don't hear the good. And it's terrifying, especially if you're moving somewhere where you don't know anybody um, or you're just very uncomfortable or unfamiliar. It's hard to hear really bad things when it would be nice to hear some of the good stuff too. I think that's kind of like, I guess
2: by nature, a lot of people are kind of like, they focus more on the negative or like, oh, you need to be prepared for this. But that's, I mean, I, I think it's natural, but I think if we just take the step forward to be like, okay, like pause for a minute before you report how Fort or Fort Irwin is, you know, like, and kind yeah. of take a, take a step back in the same aspect thinking like, why didn't I like it? Like, does somebody not like a duty station because that's where they suffered through a divorce? I'm not sure. Like, was it actually the area or was it your personal experience? And kind of like, our community, our Facebook community is geared more towards like, what did you love about your duty station as opposed to tell of me all of the bad or like what areas do we avoid? (laughs) Well, no, like let's frame that. Like let's flip the script and say, where do we go? Um, and I, because like, like we kind of just said, like you don't have a choice, you're going there. So like you can choose to hate it or you can choose to love what you can about it.
1: Um, and I don't, I don't think that's a terrible thing to do. Absolutely. I have another question that I'm going to throw into the mix. We're going a little off script here, but it should be fairly easy to answer. Um, I would love to know both of your uh, pop packing tricks or hacks or suggestions. Like the number one thing about packing up a house to move, what do you suggest the most? We have never done
2: a full ditty um, or whatever it is called now. Um, But I will say that every single move that like I always look back and think, hey, I could have totally done that because I might be a little overboard when I do this. But like we have since we have four girls, um, I go through all of their clothes and kind of weed out what we don't need. And then I will get those um, Ziploc bags, the vacuum sealed Ziploc bags. Now I will go because we're keeping the same furniture. I'll pack each um, Ziploc bag with like one is like the top drawer, the middle drawer and the bottom drawer. And then I'll just put it back in the drawer for the packers to pack in boxes. And then when it comes like, and when I say this, I mean, I'm literally like taking the pile out and putting it in in the shrink (laughs) bag. And then when we get to our new house, Anyone, meaning me, my kids, or my husband can take it out of the bag because it's also labeled like top left or top right. So they essentially just take it out and put it back in because clothes in our house can be a bit <laughs> of a nightmare. Um, so that's really like, it's essentially to go through and organize all of the clothing. Um, we also do the garbage bag on hanging clothes and that works just as well. Um to kind of make it be like a family effort because anybody can unpack and it's not just mom.
1: Yes, I know exactly what you're saying there. My kids are two and six and this last move, it's just been mom doing it. And I'm like, yeah. oh boy. So I wish I hadn't
3: heard that a couple of months ago because that would
1: have been <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Tracy, so what's good. your top packing hack?
3: So, oh man. So I actually have done several Diddy moves now. Um, and... Previously, I had not, and I was, like, anti-Diddy Move. And now I'm, like, I can't imagine knowing where everything is. Um, But mine would actually, and I remember Annie telling me years ago how she would use those, um not just the jumbo, like, the Ziploc, the jumbo Ziploc bags for, like, toys and, like, little things, like, putting Barbies or whatever, and... um So I think that that's good, like grouping things. And I've definitely used that tip. Um, But I think just like decluttering it. Decluttering is so important when packing. Like if you haven't used it in the last year, like you don't need it. (laughs) And it feels so good to get rid of things, you know, donate things, or if it is something of value that you can sell and make some money, great. But um, it always feels good to just like, and just keeping things simple because then also when you then go to unpack, um, cause even if you have the military move you, in most cases, you're still doing the unpacking and you still have to set up your new home. And if you have all of the stuff that you haven't then haven't used, it's like, oh, wait, I don't really need this. Or, you know, you can do the decluttering on both ends, but I think if you can do it, you'll feel more in control and organized if you do it on the front end.
1: Absolutely. We we were just talking about that. We have a storage unit that is currently filled with stuff that we haven't moved into our new house yet. And we're like, what is even in there that <laughs> we have lived out without for like six weeks? Like what is going on? And then of course it's like, It'll be the one thing that I'm like. We could get rid of it all, and then I need a bit. It's like that right, nice yeah. <laughs> specific cable or something. So, well, thank you both so much. Um, as we wrap up our conversation, uh, one of one question we ask all of our guests is, "What is one thing that you admire about military spouses?"
2: I guess I would say I think it's so incredible that like such a strong group of people have the ability to adapt to any sort of situation that they're put in every. Two to three years i'd say um i mean who else can move to a place two weeks before school starts sign their kid up for school get them an emergency contact whether it be their neighbor or their real estate agent or someone <laughs> and send them off to school and have that kid feel confident i guess as moms you never really know right as confident as they possibly can. And you feel good about where you are and like, Hey, like you're the strong person. Like we're going to be okay. Like this is going to be so fun and just be so positive for others because military member, the active duty member is going into work and has essentially a group of people that they're going to be talking to, right. They have other adults to click with, but, um, as a military spouse, Even if you don't have kids, it's, it can be scary, but to go about it and to adapt to a new environment is, um, it's pretty impressive because coming from, we were not military growing up. Um, we lived in the same town and we didn't move a ton of times and we grew up, went to high school and then moved off for college. And like, I didn't have to adapt as much as my kids and as much as I do now. Um, so I just think it's pretty remarkable that um, military spouses are able to do that year after year after year and still be so positive about it.
1: Absolutely. I definitely think when you're uh, trying to find a real estate agent, the top question can be, uh, can you be my child's emergency <laughs> contact? <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah,
2: that's right. I just tell people, I'm, I'm like, I promise you I will not steal your child. Like, but if <laughs> you ever need anything, if they're sick and you we can't reach you, I'm like, I'll be the first one at at school. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Cause again, that's something that like the last agent we worked with, like I would in a heartbeat be like, Hey, can you go grab my kid? And and that is huge in and of itself. So I uh, definitely, I love that. So Tracy, yeah. what is one thing that you admire about military spouses?
3: Well, of course she just said everything that I w- would have said, You <laughs> um, <I>
1: know, <laughs>
3: but I just want to echo the part in which we and military spouses have to help be that like bloom where you are planted for their kids. Like how military spouses are then able to help their children through every transition that is so different. And as they get older and how things change with that, um, that, yeah, I just want to echo everything that she said <laughs> because I think that's the biggest thing. Cause again, like, you know, we have civilian friends who have lived where we were, where I was, you know, raised and they've had the same group of friends for almost 40 years. And, you know, their kids have had the same group of friends since kindergarten, which is just like, sounds crazy to us. (laughs) Um, But the fact that, you know, we just have to be flexible, I feel like there are definitely some military spouses that have, have it down really well. And I think in the beginning, it's very overwhelming when in your first or a PCS or two but once you have a couple under your belt and you kind of get to know the process and how to meet people and you know how to stay positive um i definitely think that it's very admirable to watch other spouses do that
2: Absolutely. yeah i think i think oftentimes like the strength is kind of like overlooked because what is that? Like people say that like you can't pour into others cups unless your cup is full. So you have to work on like keeping your cup full. But say like when during a PCS, people kind of lose a little bit of water, you know, um, like <laughs> when you're torn from your, when you're when you're having to move across the country and it's stressful. I mean, you're tired. You're doing you're you're being emotional support for everyone. Really, you're trying to keep it all together. And then once you get there, you're expected to keep it together even still. And I think it's really hard, like you're supposed to be filling your kids cups up while you're trying to keep yours filled. And I think that's often overlooked. And I don't think I mean, I think military spouses get it, but um, civilians don't get it. Because if you haven't experienced it, then why would you? I mean, you you might understand a story, but you haven't really felt that before. So it's hard. It's really hard to relate
1: Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that I really feel strongly about is I always hear people, because a lot of my life, um, with us being National Guard, we we are around a lot of civilian situations, and we don't have a lot of military connections. And I hear the comment, well, you're so strong, and you can do all these big things. And like, I, I don't know how you do it. And it's like, well, maybe I don't always need to be so strong. And like, maybe we look at it in a different way of like, yeah, I am strong. And yeah, I can do it. But it's still is hard. Right. And it still takes a lot out of you. And um, it's exhausting some days. So I appreciate you both answering that one um so we do a final lightning round uh just fun questions to get to know you both a little bit better so I am going to give you both choices I'll have Annie answer first um and then Tracy if you'll follow after her and then we uh, will go from there so uh Annie flying or driving
2: flying I have four children <laughs> we, don't <laughs> we don't like long hard trips
1: <laughs> Tracy what about you?
3: uh flying if it's a direct flight that is a solid
1: point I just had my (laughs) first situation with a layover thing where I was supposed to go somewhere and I had a layover and I missed it and it was not fun it was very terrible um all right um big cities or small towns
2: um this one's kind of tricky um I guess right now at this point in my life small
1: towns
3: I would say small towns also (laughs) absolutely
1: (laughs) Would you rather be invisible or have super strength?
2: Oh man, um,
1: can I say both? Um, let, let's do <laughs> let's do super strength. That would be so like helpful during a move. I mean, yeah. can you <laughs> just being able to like lift a couch on your own with no one's help <laughs> like it would be fantastic. <laughs> Tracy, what about you?
3: My answer is also super strength.
1: <laughs> Love it. All right. When it comes to watching movies, would you rather be in a movie theater or on the couch at home?
3: um probably couch at home oh man um can I say both <laughs> I feel you like can absolutely certain, say both. <laughs> there's like certain I feel like there is something cool about going to the movie theater to see a movie um so I guess that would be my answer but I do love I mean every weekend is a movie at home hopefully we'd like try to fit in one with as a family um but I feel like special occasions or Every, every so often, if there's a really good movie coming out, then I definitely like the experience of the movie theater.
1: Absolutely. All right. And for our final lightning round question, um, the question is Army or Navy? Army. Is Army. <laughs> Army all around. I figured that that would be a loaded question, but, you know, that's one that we leave on there all the time. So, of course, Army. Always. Go Army. Tracy and Annie, thank you for joining us on the Mission Mission Mill Spouse podcast. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. I had a fantastic time with both of you. Thank you. And for our listeners out there, uh, this is Juliana Hauska, your executive director. This was my first time doing an interview um, on our podcast. So that was fantastic. And this was our first time having the PCS Homegirls and hopefully not the last. I appreciate everything that you both contributed to the conversation. And I also appreciate how much you enable and empower Uh, military spouses with moving and all the PCS things. Uh, We wish you the best as you continue to empower
0: military spouses and service members around the globe. Thank you for tuning in to the Mission Mill Spouse podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your tribe and leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our podcast on the podcast app of your choice, including Apple, Google Play, and Spotify. Join us on our mission by making a tax-deductible donation on our website, missionmillspouse.org. Military spouses around the world, thank you for your support. Mission Millspouse, empowering military spouses since 2005.